6. 5. You have discovered the 542 and the Blue Podcast, discussions of law enforcement, history, issues and incidents in the Appalachian Mountains. Hosted by Scott Lunsford, retired police detective sergeant, author and researcher, today's shade of blue is Jane Doe of the Mountain. 4. 3. 2. 1. The mic is hot. You're on. Thank you, Victoria. I appreciate you and Alice helping me out today. Today's Shade of Blue story for 542 in the Blue is a discussion of Jane Doe of the Mountain, a young lady buried nearly 50 years ago after she was found murdered in Harlan County, Kentucky. Now, if you lived in Harlan County, after 1969, more than likely you've heard the story of Jane Doe of the Mountain. This shade of blue is a story of a young woman found stabbed to death on Pine Mountain in Kentucky. For close to 50 years, it was not known who she was, where she came from, and who killed her. Before 2014, if you took a short walk through a wooded area on a hillside overlooking the city of Harlan, Kentucky, you would find a grave marker that simply said, Unidentified Girl Burial, June 5, 1969. Now records at the time indicated that a man picking flowers found the woman's new decomposing body about 50 feet off the Little Shepherd Trail. She had been stabbed in the chest multiple times. Police reports from 1969 did not name the man that found her. He did, but he told police that he frequently went to the area to dig up trees and plants to transplant. A very common practice, my mother and her sisters were very frequent visitors to the mountain woods to transplant wildflowers and plants to flower beds around the house, so it's not that unusual. Our amateur botanist, a Reuben Rice of Cumberland, Kentucky, who happened to be running for constable in his district at that time period, found the body on June 2, 1969. In a follow-up interview from 2010, a Mr. Joe Mahan, who was the former funeral home owner, recalled people in Harlan were scared to death to let their girls go out on dates or out alone at night. Mr. Mahan, at the time of his interview, was confined to a bed in a nursing home and believed he was one of the only two and believed he was one of only two people still alive at that time to have actually seen the murder scene. As the funeral homeowner in nineteen sixty nine he retrieved the young woman's body from the crime scene adding to the interview that he still thinks about her and wonders just who she was. To quote him, to quote the, to quote the formal, to quote the former funeral director, 
to quote the former funeral homeowner, it still stays with me. I've prayed a lot over this, hoping that she can be identified and maybe the killer will be found. Now Mahan paid for the woman's casket himself and members of the Harlan County Rescue Squad served as pallbearers when she was buried. Mr. Mahan said, I just couldn't put that little girl in a casket knowing out of my mind what she was going through or had gone through. Maybe on that mountainside some night screaming for help. The author of a book called Harlan County Haunts was doing the interview for Mr. Mahan and it, she wrote, it doesn't appear that anyone ever looked for her. It doesn't appear to me that anyone's looking for her now. That's a quote from author Darla Jackson. Jackson's uncle lived near the cemetery where Jane Doe was buried for a short period of time. He told Miss Jackson that he believed he had seen her ghost and that her ghost had tried to communicate with him. He actually saw her and she was simply staring through a window, she said. Now, incidentally, Jackson says her uncle believed the woman was guiding him to the answers that nobody else could find. She told her his name was Caroline, that she was from Ohio, and even mentioned the name of the killer. Now, of course, at that time period, and this was 2010, uh, none of this could be proved at the time of her book was published. Uh, although there was an, an order ticket from a restaurant from Cincinnati, Ohio, that was found near the body. Uh, I actually found two references to that, one in a court document and one in a newspaper, as well as the reference in Miss Jackson's book. She would like to go home. She's not familiar with this area. She feels like she doesn't belong here. She doesn't like to be referred to as the unidentified girl. Even though decades have passed, those who remember the murder and who've studied it and would still like to know who Caroline or Jane Doe on the mountain was. Once you hear this tragic story, you can't help but be touched by it, Miss Jackson said. Jane Doe was believed to be white, about five foot three, with a medium build and reddish blonde hair. She had a broken collarbone at one point during her life that had healed. Attempts were made at investigating just who she was and who had killed her by the Kentucky State Police, but they had no luck in making identification of the body. When you don't know the identity of the body, that is actually a very large part of your evidence in a homicide investigation. It makes determining who killed Jane Doe all that more difficult. According to the FBI Uniform Crime Reports from 2011, almost half of all homicides are committed by someone the victim knew. And there was also a study released by the United Nations called the Global Study on Homicide. This was released in 2018. While the majority of of intentional homicide victims are male. The majority of the victims of intimate partner family related homicides are women. A majority of these, about 87,000 women and girls are killed by somebody they know or members of their own family. 
translating roughly to worldwide 130 women and girls are killed every single day by someone they know. The world's a big place and it's a very sad statistic. According to the report though, the majority of homicide victims are men and are killed by strangers. Women are far more likely to die at the hands of somebody they know. Women killed by intimate partners or family members or friends account for 58% of all female homicide victims globally. That's sad and scary at the same time. So, without a name and identity, finding Jane Doe of the Mountains killer was stalled from the beginning. Moving up a little bit, let's go to 2016, 47 years later, almost 50, almost half a century later from when the body was found. Jane Doe was finally identified using technology that didn't even exist or wasn't even thought of when the body was found. Jane Doe of the Mountains was actually a young lady by the name of Sanja K. Blair Adams. She was killed by multiple stab wounds to the chest, some penetrating her heart. Uh, she was a young woman from Letcher County, which was actually on the other side of Pine Mountain where she was found. She had divorced her husband the year before and had a daughter who was just one year old at the time. Uh, Kentucky State Police Detective Josh Howard was given the cold case to investigate in 2013. The identification was one of the state's oldest listed cold cases, and the job now was to find out who murdered Miss Blair Adams, and if that person is still alive. It was hoped that being able to identify the long-missing woman would prompt someone to provide additional information. Blair Adams was 21 when she was killed. She and her husband had divorced in 67 or 68. Police haven't been able to find a report of anyone reporting her missing in 1969. New investigative tools showed her naked body had been in the woods from three weeks to a month before it was found. Detective Howard believes someone took her to the spot to kill her, but does not know a motive for the murder. As I mentioned earlier, Miss Blair Adams had a daughter by the name of Karen, and she was less than a year old when her mother was killed. The girl ended up being raised by her grandparents in the next county, and of course growing up she wondered whether her mom would come back, who her mother was, why her mother left her, and other thoughts that kept her up at night, I'm sure. Curious about her missing mother, Karen made the connection that led to the identification. She had heard the story of Jane Doe of the Mountain and wondered if it could possibly be her mother. In 2009, it would actually be Blair Adams's grandchild, one of Karen's children, that reopened or caused the case to be reopened or reevaluated. He found a listing for an unidentified woman on the website of the National Missing and Unidentified Persons System, or sometimes it's called NAMUS, N-A-M-U-S, and it had details that fit with what the family knew about the missing 
grandmother, mother. Information on the Jane Doe found in 69 had not been entered into this public access database until 2009. Karen contacted the state police and the Harlan County Coroner. A Mr. Philip Bianchi at this time. Blair Adams had been buried in Harlan County with a headstone that simply said unidentified female. They obtained a court order based on the information provided by the daughter and investigators exhumed the body in 2015. Obtaining DNA from the daughter and her children, the grandchildren, to compare to DNA from the body. Now, she had been buried and embalmed for quite some time, almost 50 years, like we said, and there was some concern there would not be able to obtain adequate DNA samples from the remains. But, nonetheless, DNA was recovered and tests found it usable for comparison, and that confirmed that the body discovered in 1969 was that of her mother, Miss Blair Adams. We're seeing more cases being solved with new technology, many here in the Appalachian Mountains. The investigation is still ongoing. Detectives want to find the person responsible for this horrible crime. And I'm sure they will keep looking until some type of conclusion can be found in the case. Of course, the killer might possibly be dead now. We don't know. Investigators have eliminated many suspects since the identification has been made, and Lady Justice waits patiently for all the facts in the story to be brought before her in order to render a decision. Yet, of course, there is the good possibility that one of the other sisters, Miss Lady Karma, may have already stepped in and taken care of the situation, but it would be nice to know that for sure. Blair Adams is buried again, this time with family in attendance. She lies in the Harlan Gas Cemetery in Harlan County, Kentucky, now with a full grave marker reading, Sanja K. Blair Adams, born 24th of April, 1948, died May 1st, 1969, at the age of 21. She is no longer the Jane Doe on the mountain. Kentucky investigators are still trying to investigate, and if hearing this podcast you think you might have heard some piece of information, some story through a family or or just anything that you think might help uh, solve this particular homicide, the Kentucky State Police, like I said, the case is still open and still being worked. If you have information, you can contact the Kentucky State Police at... 606-573-3131. And I want to thank you ladies for helping put this together. Producer Victoria and my engineer Alice for more information on podcast and when they will be released as well as a list of previous Shades of Blue. Go to scottlunsfordauthor.com where you can find copies of my books as well as information on the podcast. My books can also be located at Amazon.com. Just search for R. Scott Lunsford, L-U-N-S-F-O-R-D, as the author. I can also be reached at the contact page on my websites. And very open to suggestions, comments, uh, 
ideas for possible stories, opposing viewpoints can be sent that way. Uh, I prefer opposing viewpoints be sent that way because it's a lot easier to delete opposing viewpoints when they come to you electronically. And if you like this podcast, uh, be sure to recommend it to a friend. Be safe and be secure. Alice, go ahead and close this out. Four, three, you have been listening to the 542 in the Blue podcast, discussions of law enforcement history, issues and incidents in the Appalachian Mountains, hosted by Scott Lunsford. For more information, go to scottlunsfordauthor.com, where you can find a link to the podcast website and information on Scott's books and how to order them. Scott can also be reached through the message portal on the contact page. Scott, I didn't edit out the thunder in the background. I thought it sounded really cool. This is Alice, your podcast producer. 2. 1. End. The background theme Mystery Sex by Kevin McLeod is courtesy of Incompetent.com. Licensed under Creative Commons for 542 in the Blue. A podcast by Scott Lunsford. ScottLunsfordAuthor.com.